0: Hello, and welcome to WeOrg Europe's first middle market podcast. It's Wednesday, September 8th I'm Jayshree Kalia, Mid-Market Managing Editor in WeOrg's London office. Since we launched the European middle market product in early 2020, We have brought subscribers in-depth coverage on close to 800 companies. On this and future podcasts, we'll be diving into some of these topical situations and discussing important trends and developments in the space. Today, I am speaking to reporter Lara Gibson about the busy pipeline of deals and what type of deals direct lenders are finding attractive at present. Lara, How busy is the September pipeline for direct lenders?
1: September is historically a busy month, as the market heats up again after the summer, and this year is no different. There is a high volume of deals coming to market, which direct lenders are tracking, and we are expecting to see lots of deal activity in the next few months, with most deals being leveraged buyouts backed by direct lenders. The deal flow this year has been exceptionally strong, despite the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. According to GTA Altium, 95 tranche transactions closed during the second quarter of 2021, compared to 43 in the second quarter of 2020, and this trend looks set to continue for the rest of this year.
0: What sectors are seeing more deals and why? There are
1: more deals in sectors that perform strongly throughout the COVID-19 crisis, such as healthcare, technology and education. And there is a slow trickle of deals in sectors such as travel and retail, which haven't performed so well in the past 18 months, but are starting to recover. One sector I took a closer look at was the gaming industry. This sector has traditionally been tricky for direct lenders, as the majority of gaming companies are young startups that don't have the proven recurring revenue and secure market position direct lenders look for. As a result, the sector has previously been dominated by venture capital funds, who are able to take on more risk. The online gaming industry has performed robustly throughout the crisis, with as many as 82% of global consumers playing video games during the height of the lockdowns last year, according to market research group Nielsen. So direct lenders and private equity starting to look more closely at gaming companies. Recent deals in the sector that direct lenders have been following include EMK Capital's acquisition of Outright Games, which had a marketed EBITDA north of 10 million and was expected to reach a valuation of 150 million. There is also the upcoming sale of Catalyst, which is currently owned by NorthEdge. In terms of leverage, one advisor I spoke to said, leverage levels for game developers with demonstrated recurring revenue can be as high as levels seen for strong healthcare software, and cloud assets.
0: What other sectors are direct lenders willing to offer higher leverage for?
1: We are seeing direct lenders offer leverage of around six times to more COVID resilient sectors, such as technology and healthcare. The September pipeline is largely filled by these types of companies, which naturally attract higher leverage levels. There is stiff competition for the better assets. And with so much dry powder in the direct lending market, lenders, will offer really high leverage levels to win deals. For example, we are seeing some dental chain companies come to market, including dental partners, which is expected to attract leverage of up to seven times, as it has the ability to grow quickly through a buy and build strategy. There are also a large number of both software as a service and cloud companies coming to market, which have performed really strongly throughout the past 18 months due to home working trends and the increasing digitalization of society. Direct lenders feel comfortable lending higher leverage for over six times to these types of companies, as they are typically subscription-based or have long-term contracts with clients and a clear revenue outlook. Some examples include software company NSEC, which, wor- which works with energy companies like Centrica to provide quotes and billing services to customers. KPMG is running the upcoming sale of NSEC and it is expected to attract high leverage from lenders because it has fixed long-term contracts with energy companies. Education is becoming an increasingly popular area for direct lenders and this year we have seen a debt fund offer leverage of around six times to support modern Equity Partners' acquisition of Learning Pool. We've also witnessed a number of competitive education deals in France including Skill & You with Primera and LGT ultimately providing a unit tranche of around 5.5 times to back Andera Partners' acquisition of the group. The upcoming pipeline in education includes UK Group's ICS Learn and National Education Group and Netherlands-based Kids Connect. For sectors with slower growth and less visible revenue streams, like retail for example, direct lenders tend to offer lower leverage. The majority of lenders I speak to would feel uncomfortable lending more than 4 to 4.5 times to a purely consumer discretionary company. But there are some exceptions, and because there is no so much competition between lenders, even what some might consider to be weaker assets could attract a relatively highly leveraged loan from a lender who is struggling to break into the market.
0: So are direct lenders and private equity warming to the idea of lending or investing in the retail space again? given it has been a high risk sector. When
1: I spoke to market participants about retail, I received a very mixed response. Some direct lenders and private equity investors are enthusiastic about the retail sector and believe now is a good time to invest as retail is bouncing back from a tough COVID-19 impacted period. And right now assets can be bought for relatively low prices, while others find retail far too risky and refuse to invest in the space. In the past few months, we have seen a few homeware retailers come to market, and these homeware assets received positive attention from both direct lenders and private equity. For example, lender Pemberton backed Aperios' acquisition of Sharp's bedrooms, and the Club of Dutch Banks provided a debt financing package at leverage levels between four to five times to support Ardean's acquisition of Dutch home furnishing retailer Delhi Home. Direct lenders felt more comfortable with the homeware retail groups as they have performed robustly during Covid, as a significant number of individuals decided to redecorate in the lockdown periods. It seems like there is appetite for retail groups which performed well during the pandemic, especially home improvement retailers, but direct lenders and private equity seem more hesitant to invest in clothing, jewellery and shoe retailers which rely heavily on passing trade and were more severely impacted by the COVID-19 crisis.
0: Are there other sectors that direct lenders and private equity remain wary of? There
1: are some sectors which are struggling to recover. In particular sectors exposed to international travel and companies which rely on heavy footfall from commuters. There are a few corporate travel and international travel mid-market companies like ICG owned ATPI Travel and Bridgepoint owned cruise.co which advises and monitoring Speaking to advisers, it seems we are yet to see the true financial impact of COVID-19 across the industry. The casual dining and retail sectors, for example, have been hit particularly hard by the crisis. We are currently monitoring Spanish retailer Pepe Jeans and Dutch retail group We Fashion. Both companies will face additional pressures towards the end of this year or the beginning of next year. Many companies are still using government support schemes such as rent deferrals and furlough, which ends on September 31st in the UK. Previously secured covenant waivers and extensions will also eventually fall due, and companies need to assess if and how these will be met.
0: Thank you, Lara, and thank you for listening. You can read more about the situations discussed on our website and feel free to reach out to Lara and I with any questions. We will be back next month for another discussion about a topical mid-market situation or trend. Bye for now.